Kafka on the Shore by Haruki Murakami. This is the AR Podcast. Sometimes fate is like a small sandstorm that keeps changing directions. You change direction but the sandstorm chases you. You turn again, but the storm adjusts. Over and over you play the sound, like some ominous dance with death just before dawn. Why? Because this storm isn't something that blew in from far away. Something that has nothing to do with you. This storm is you. Something inside of you. So all you can do is give in to it. Step right inside the storm. Closing your eyes and plugging up your ears so that sand doesn't get in. And walk through it, step by step. There's no sun there, no moon. No direction. No sense of time. Just fine white sand. Swirling up into the sky like pulverized bones. That's the kind of storm you need to imagine. You really will have to make it through that violent metaphysical symbolic storm. No matter how metaphysical or symbolic it might be, make no mistake about it. It will cut through flesh like a thousand razor blades. And once the storm is over, you won't remember how you made it through, how you managed to survive. You won't even be sure, in fact, whether the storm is really over. But one thing is certain, when you come out of that storm, you won't be the same person who walked in. And that's what this storm is all about.
Music is a higher revelation than all wisdom and philosophy. Ludwig van Beethoven Welcome back. This is Ali Ruskashti hosting your podcast. Last week was an amazing week for me because I got a chance to talk to a very interesting person, somebody who knows a lot about music. Our conversation was quite educational for me since I'm just a listener, somebody who enjoys listening to music. Nimar Amazon is an amazing musician. He made me listen to his latest projects and god they were beautiful. Uh, the song that I just played for you is from his band actually. Balzan is the name of the band and you can follow them on Instagram and Telegram. He's worked with very well-known artists such as Sivan Khosravi and has recently been involved in musical theater, mainly alongside Ashkan Khatibi. My favorite guitar player and my favorite guy that he, he gets everything on me is Jeff Beck. You can listen to his work on Roger Waters, Amusing to Death, Record, yes. The problem of the music era is that we get no innovation and we get no vision. Uh, it's kind of every one of us want want get show off, okay? Mm-hmm. Everybody in the music want that somebody look at. It's it's the problem, I think. Mm-hmm. When you play the music for your own, and you should start to understand that the music first at the first must be, be, become part of you and become part of the others, okay? Mm-hmm. It's the important thing that people must know about the music. Enjoy the music first for yourself, not others. Yes, sir. This is the AR Podcast. pleasure to sit down and talk to you um, simply because I've been um, like a fan sort of like I- I've known you through my um, sister and like my sister knew you um, since like uh, you were really involved in theater and you compose music basically for theater uh, when she started talking about you I was like uh, okay fine I need to sit down and talk with this guy mm-hmm. because he is a very interesting guy to talk to And then I understood that you work with um, mainly, like as I've seen you from somebody who's uh, seen you from outside, like an outside view of this. Um, you mainly work with uh, 
Mr. Khatibi, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. right? And uh, like most of his stuff seems to me like it's uh, it's got a lot of music involved in it. Yeah. Like I really want to, like I will get to it. By by time we'll get to we'll get to some questions. So, uh, but before we start anything, I want to say something. In my last episode, I said something, and uh, you know, my listeners and, and you know they've reacted to it kind of, and uh, they've sent me emails and direct messages up in my in Instagram because I said something which uh, like kind of implied another thing. I'm going to say what it is. Um, I said it's really good to listen to podcasts mm-hmm. instead of stupid music. Cool. <laughs> I said that not not meaning that generally like music is stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean like if you're listening to bad music, mm-hmm. stop. Don't listen to bad music. There's good music. Please listen to good music if you wanted to. But at the same time, like you can listen to podcasts as well. This well, was what, yes. I, what I meant. Uh, so I would like to thank you, like <laughs> thank all my uh, listeners uh, for pointing this out. But um, I never said the music is stupid. Music is brilliant. I listen to it twenty four seven. And uh, here I am talking to somebody who is composing music. Yeah, <laughs> fine. So um, tell me, um, Mr. Amazon, how did you become you? I become fan of music and started listening to music by um, one tape that one of my friends gave to me. It was the first album of Metallica, Kill 'Em All. Then I start to listen and follow the music so seriously, and. I start to imagine, imagine myself as a guitar player and become so fan of playing guitar. I start to buy a guitar, go learn guitar, and uh, starting to do it, I, I, I feel that at the first time that I, I'm going to love this job, I'm going to love this work. It gives me something that, it gives me something that I, I'm going to be happy with it. Yes, but it started with the tape of Metallica. Oh, I see. <laughs> so the thing is, uh, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and um, I, I used to see graffiti work on, on, on like, you know, uh, you would go into an alley, you would see graffiti work on the walls, and each and every one of them would say Metallica. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I had no idea what it was, but uh, every now and then, whenever like somebody would say, hey, I like Metallica, people would judge him judge by him. the fact that, hey, like, wait a second, your son likes Metallica? You need to, you need to take care of him. Like, what's going on with him? So... Um, Tell me about that. Did, did you kind of feel... In, when, when you're 12 or in that age, you become so hyper and you become so aggressive and that kind of music, it helps you that you uh, feel that energy on you. And the, the metal music helped the uh, guys in, in that age. Yes. And most of the people you go in touch with them, they listen to Metallica, Guns N' Roses, Slayer, kind of hard rock and heavy stuff that in that time was popular in, in, in our age, I think. I don't know what the kind of music people are listening <laughs> to. Okay. But, uh, and Metallica was so popular in Iran, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I got no, no reason that why they are so popular. Uh, but most of the people that I know was fan of the Metallica. Mm-hmm. You go to every place in Tehran mm-hmm. and you say Metallica, they go, yeah, I know. I heard some sign. They, everybody know Metallica because they uh, put the heavy metal music in the mainstream stuff. And in in my age, so many people around me listen to them, and I start to listen to them. I start to thinking about playing guitar. Mm-hmm. And at the first, you are starting the the thing is so 
so nice for you that you're playing speed stuff. Yeah. After you grow up, you understand that the, the thing behind that is the music. I see. Yes. Okay. Like you kind of begin to understand. To understand what what the concept of the music, not the playing speed stuff or playing something. It's it's, it's human stuff. I see. That you can. I, in my opinion, in, and in opinion of all the artists I know, that the music is speaking, mm-hmm. kind of speaking. Yeah. Uh, you must know the words. You must know the grammar. Yes. And at the end, you must talk. Yeah. Can you influence me or not? I understand. Yeah. With one note or so many notes, it's not important. It's yeah. the influ- influence. The, in- the the fact that you can influence other people mm-hmm. with your voice. With your speech, with your words, with everything, yes. I and I, uh, every artist in the way he go, he grows up, he understands that this fact that music, it's touch of human heart. Okay. You must touch it. You can you must feel it, and you can touch everybody. Let's see. Uh, I think one of the reasons people of Iran they started listening to Metallica was uh, simply because of the fact that, as you said, it it's uh, you just said it before the podcast. It kind of releases your like, you know, the energy that you the energy in there because uh, because it's um, like you know people are screaming and uh, even the uh, the guitar which has been played which has been played like you know it's screaming itself. Yeah. So you're thinking maybe because of the fact that maybe I'm thinking uh, in your own we we are not uh, like you know usually um, no, I'm not saying they're not allowed. We are um, not given a chance to release the energy. Energy. Maybe that's because of the fact that, like, uh, I, 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 I can't say that because they are popular in that age in every country of mm-hmm. all around the world. I yes, they get the chance to blow up. Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> <laughs> but they gonna listen to Metallica in that age. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. But in Iran, it it's so weird, you know. Yeah. Metallica becomes so popular that you go everywhere. They know Metallica. Exactly. If if uh, I, I know that, I remember that every religious guy mm-hmm. won't talk about the bad thing about the music. They name it Metallica. I see. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If it's it's a kind of Satan stuff, it's Metallica. I see. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's it's name that it's everywhere. I see. But they uh, push me to start the music. Thank God. They yes. Did. Thank God. Oh, yes. Thank yeah. God. Thank God. <laughs> so um, I remember this. Um, I have this memory, and uh, it's a very vivid memory because it was the first time that I started liking Metallica. I never liked Metallica to the point that I would start listening to the albums. Uh, so I was listening um, to music, and one of my friends suggested, he said, hey, what about Metallica? And I'm like, nah, not exactly. I'm not, I'm not a fan. So it was, um, so my wife and I were was, sitting, was both of us were not a fan of Metallica. So um, he put on a song called uh, Nothing Else Matters. And all of a sudden, everything about like the image that I had, like you know, made like uh, constructed basically my imagination of what Metallica is, uh, changed. completely changed. And I was like, "This is legendary stuff." The way he sings, the way he like you know pronounces the words, words. like he's saying uh, and I'm like, "What? Like what? How did how did he even come up with that? Like that was a, that was a, a real change all of a sudden." So I think uh, nothing else matters. For somebody who's not a fan, um, is like a, is, is the go-to song of Metallica. Yeah. Would you would you agree to this? Uh, I'm not a big fan of Nothing Goes Matter. Oh, and, 
never I was. But uh, I think it, it, nothing has matter do so many stuff in mainstream. Hesfield is so brilliant guy. I think uh, he 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 gets so car he he's so charismatic. He stands front of Metallica band. He sings so loud and and in that song he sings so kind of gently, but not gently. It's kind yeah. of textured in that song. Yeah. It gets. Uh, so up and down in music and it it get it in you. Yeah. You're going in it and you're gonna enjoy the music. Yeah. All the four minutes of the song. I'm not fan of nothing else matter, but it influence it, it works on it works on. I yeah. I get nothing else. Okay. Uh what uh, other uh groups or bands would you recommend to people? As as somebody who's a musician yourself and who can understand music. After Metallica, I and I, I become fan of some bands of uh, in genre of metal, Slayers, Ultra, and after I, I recognized, uh, I I become familiar with U two, U two band, and the guitar player, The Edge, was new world. He really plays solo. Play the riff and pattern stuff. He, he one guitar player in band and makes so much atmosphere and space in the song. And I start that. What he's doing in that band? Why? Why one 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 guitar player with no solo and all the music is so good. After I start to listen to Coldplay, and I heard the same stuff in the Coldplay. Oh, I see. The, yeah, one guitar player. Maybe singer play acoustic or piano, one bass player drum, and everything so good, so uh, so ambient on the music that surrounds you. And I start to become fan of that kind of playing guitar, not playing kind of speedy sound stuff or uh, patternic eighties stuff. I start to understand what what their vision in the music. And what they what they sound in the music, the, the atmosphere and the space and the ambience they put in the music, yeah. and I become fan. After Radiohead stuff, mm-hmm. Johnny Greenwood and Ed O'Brien, both so inspiring guy, and I start playing in the way that they play. Kind in Iran, some of my friends tell me that you're you're playing kind of British stuff, guy. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes, just just like the Coldplay, they are British. You two, Reland, Radiohead, British. I it's it's kind of British playing stuff in in guitar in the way that the British play the guitar. And since I'm a huge fan of Coldplay, mm-hmm. I uh, I'm relieved basically that somebody uh, who understands uh, music uh, likes one of the bands that I like. <laughs> I'm a huge fan, and I think. Um, Each and every song they put out, they've got some sort of, the, the, the thing that you just said, they've got their own own heart oh, behind it. Like, you can understand the feeling. You, you kind of, you know, like when he, you know, as you said it before the podcast, uh, you said um, after he got divorced, uh, Chris Martin got divorced from uh, Glenn Paltrow, Paltrow. They, he, he came up, with, like David came up with the uh, album, I forgot, I forgot the album, the album's name, Ghost Stories? Uh, Ghost, Ghost Stories, stories yeah. yeah. So he, they, they came up with Ghost Stories. And Ghost Stories, uh, 
became one of the deepest, like in terms of meaning and in terms of feeling, like the feeling that it conveyed to you. You can't, you can't stop the music in in the ghost story. Yeah, start one, play. You start with the track one and end and. You like, start exactly. track one. You are completely correct. Yes, yes. Uh, I've been listening to it for, for a long time now, and like I think it's one of the best uh, albums they've ever come up with. Maybe it's because of the fact that he was going through so much, uh, like you know, emotion at the time, like uh, with the with the divorce and everything. But like I, I just hope Chris Martin just continues producing music. Yeah, this, is, music. this is all I can I can hope for. So um, uh, tell me about the fact that like, how did you like you you told me how you uh, became uh, a music fan and then you uh, started like composing music for yourself. How did you uh, go into theater? What happened that you started saying, "Hey, I can compose for theater, theater stuff." I. Uh... Gadno Ashkan Khatibi from Arash Saidi, the yes. bass player. He got uh, some kind of project playing the 16 and 17 stuff, uh, but in the performance. That we play the music and someone draws something that uh, Soheli Danish did it, the stuff with us. What, what do you mean by this? Like uh, somebody... We play the music, we play Rolling Stones, and he play some, uh, some he he uh, he draw something that the music give uh-huh. him to uh-huh. in the real time yes, yes. Okay. it kind of, it become kind of performance and uh, he 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 is very nice guy he's very so intelligent and he's so pro in his work okay yeah. he know what he want to do he know the start and the end of it yeah. okay completely and after it uh, in the middle of that project, that we call it the Rock Depend One, he got some idea about the theater, the touch, Iranian, yeah. that uh, we play the music of the uh, films, uh-huh. some kind of the, the films that he he think that they are so they are kind of popular, yeah. and uh, he is start to writing for the theater and he start to. Make them. Uh, them we, we got the music. We we start to change them and put them in the theater. Yeah. And it was my experience. It was it, it it was one of my best experience because I played with my friends that they are. I think it it's it's my pleasure that I can play with them. Arash, Bardia, Arsaidi, Bardia Miri, Humanandari, Ashkan Abron, and they are, they are the best in their work. And Ashkan, he's he he's so good in his work. Uh, he's a very interesting character. He is very interesting guy, and he is so he is he is very intelligent. He he knows everything about his work. Mm-hmm. When everything is hundred percent, he go and do it. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, I think he will be a very interesting character to come on to my podcast. I <laughs> think, yes. In, he's so good in speaking English. English? He's, okay, I think, yes, uh, he's okay. so good in speaking English. Fine. So, yeah. Here, <laughs> For here next time. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Uh, so, um, uh, do, you, do you have any future future projects with uh, Ashkan Hashim? I don't know. He, uh, he talked about some uh, idea, but they are not so clear yet. We're going to start them. We're going to talk it. Talk about that in the future that we're going to start. Yeah. But every every time you speak with him, he got something in his pocket. Oh, he said, "Okay, we're going to start this. What's your idea?" You said, "This, this, this." Yeah. Okay, I'm going and see you. 
Two months later, he called you. Everything is done. Three months later, we go on the stage. Yeah, that's yes. amazing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how was the uh, feeling of going on stage and performing live? Every time it's <laughs> blow you. Yeah. It's every time it's for me. Every I get everything. Uh, it um, every time I'm going on stage, it's it's just like the first time for me. Uh, in Iran, we get uh, two kind of project that we do. The mainstream stuff that we play with the uh, me as a session player or guitar player. Are you in a band? Like a- uh, with the pop stars, I play with uh, singers just like just like Siwan, Bobak Jambash, Benjamin Vahodori, Ashman. I play from uh, for two years and uh, a lot of them. Faridun Asrayi, a lot of Mehdi Arahi, a lot of them. And the underground stuff, just like the Ashkan project mm-hmm. or the project that it's kind of independent stuff. Mm-hmm. 100 people, 200 people come to show. and But you're going to enjoy the stuff. Yeah. It's your project. And you, uh, right now, I, I got a project called Bozan. It's kind of electronic stuff that I play most of the keyboard in it and some part guitar. It's kind of uh, electronic radio. It's kind of radio stuff. It's electronic radio So I would like it. Yeah. I'll play some, <laughs> some part Definitely. of for you. And uh, I got some, yeah, one project that is kind of ambient stuff for it's for me. Completely. It's me. Completely. I'm free on it. And uh, and I'm playing with Ashwan, he's a pop singer, and he's a very good pop singer. Since we started talking about uh, instruments, fine. Uh, how many instruments do you play? I play guitar, mm-hmm. my favorite, and so lame, I'm playing keyboard. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine, uh, keyboard. Uh, because... Um, I think uh, it's. Uh, did you start with from with guitar? Yes, I start. Oh, I see. Is it easy to go from guitar to another mm, no, instrument? No, oh, no. Guitar is the easiest instrument oh, <laughs> you can start, and the, all the instruments are so hard. Now, I, I, I'm, I'm so lame playing keyboard. I, it's good to be lame than to not know anything. Yes, yes. Like, but, yeah, but just like I'm me, so lame. doesn't really know anything about <laughs> But you are not a player. You are, yeah. You're a fan of listening to music. Yes. Uh, you know, yeah. I'm a beautiful player. But I'm lame playing keyboard, but I'm, I, I love, I really love playing guitar because it's give me, it gave me everything that I want okay. for myself. Give me the ambience and space that I enjoy from it. And it's enough for me. But for the composing stuff and for some project that you want to do, you must know how to play keyboard. And because it's so different in uh, making music. When you start making music with guitar or making music with keyboard, they are so different. They get their own, their own vision, <laughs> okay, that give you that you started. This kind of vision, this kind of stuff with guitar or keyboard, they are so different. Uh, some some pro guys tell that, that every guitar gives every kind of guitar gives you the different vision. And when you 
put Telecaster, you play something, and you start playing Stratocaster, give you something. That guitar gives you something, that guitar, every, every instrument gives you a different stuff for I playing see. danger. Um, my favorite instrument, I've, I've never played any, but um, like I would sit down and listen to somebody play cello. Oh, somebody played the cello. Everyone in cello. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, if, like, just I'll sit down and I'm not going to say anything for like three hours, yeah. play the cello. Yeah. I don't, like, you know, I don't care. Just, I, I would love to I'm listen love. to somebody, yeah, play the cello. That, I think it just, it plays it's, with yes, my yes, soul. Yes, like, yes. Yeah. It's, it's touching. It's yeah. kind of touch of angel. angel in, yeah, exactly. Yes. But uh, in Iranian music, you can't come on cello. But uh-huh. if, if it sounds good, okay, no. In Iranian music, everything is so high, high frequency, you know, mm-hmm. santur, tar, setar, everything hit, hit your ear, okay? I understand. If Kamonche sounds soft, you're going to enjoy it. Because yes. it, it's our culture, I think. It's can deep drop. Yes. Yes. It's, deep, it's yeah. deep it. Yeah. You can enjoy it and you become a fan. I'm, I'm so fan of Kamonche. Yes. But Cello, I never... See the guy, okay? okay? Maybe ladies don't, but but guys, everybody enjoy yeah, the lady play. I don't know if you've seen the movie The Pianist. Yeah. The, Pianist, Pianist yeah? Yeah. the Pianist is uh, about this guy who is a uh, who is in love with the piano, and uh, like of course he's a he's a musician, and um, and it's a true story and everything about it, but. Um, in that movie, everything is about the piano and the pianist, right? But there's one scene that he's inside somebody's house and uh, he hears this sound, the sound of the cello and he, he's kind of moved by it. So he, he gets up, he goes to the room and he looks into the room and he sees a lady playing the cello. cello yes. That scene, that was the first time <laughs> I actually saw somebody playing the cello. I was like, oh my God, what is this? Is that a violin? Because yes. for somebody who doesn't know, they no, would just it's say it's just a yes. huge yeah. violin. But oh my God, it was, yes. it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, uh, shout out lady to... Lady playing cello. Yeah. Is a dream. <laughs> <I> mean, yeah. <laughs> for every human yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, um, well, thank you. So who um, is your favorite um, composer? Composer? Talking about like based in Iran and based uh, outside of Iran. In Iran, um, I learned so much from Ashkan Abron. I think he's the most uh, influence guy in my life in composing. I learned so much thing about about the composing from him. Begat Ashkan, Human, uh, Namdari, and some other guys that do the stuff in the mainstream, they are so deep in the stream, mainstream that I don't... I like their stuff, but they are not my type. And from the start, uh, I think... Let's just not, just, na- just not name them composer, name them producer, because composer do the stuff, producer give the vision stuff, you know? Oh, okay. Composer do the stuff, okay? He... Put something, something. Composer get the vision from start to end, and you have r- written written, uh, written song, a song, yes. and you played for the producer, and he said, "Okay, if you wanna be, uh, if your music wanna be heard in that market, you must do that, do that, do that, do that, do that, do that to ends." The producer is so important guy. 
in the music. Really? I never thought yes. about it. Yes, that. the producer is important. Composer, uh, you said, I want kind of stuff in my music. Can you do it? Yes. You do. Uh-huh. Okay. But producer give you vision. If you become popular in that market, you must do that. You must wear that. You must uh, make the video in that stuff that everything. The pre- producer is so important. Because uh, the producer is always somebody, uh, to me, uh, the producer is always somebody who's uh, just paying. No, for, the label pay. Uh-huh. Oh, the label pay. Label pay. Producer. Uh, label pay. Producer to this, too. Uh, people yes. who are listening to this, they're probably thinking, how yes. stupid is it uh, to think that the producer, like, they're, they're thinking no, no, like, uh, yeah. In, in every place. In cinema stuff, that mm-hmm. producer never pay. He man- manage everything about the paying stuff and about the filming stuff, director stuff, player stuff. Right. And the music, the pre- producer give the vision. And in Iran, uh, I think Siron start start that stuff. He uh, chosen chose some artists that he he in that time think that they gonna their music mm-hmm. will be successful in the market, and he. Produce the music for them. Give them the uh, the way that the music gonna be in the right way, and it is worked. Reza Sadeghi and some kind of in that time that and his music, but for for himself it take it too long time. So are you telling me that it's wrong to say that because uh, this is all, like every time I thought about Sirvan, mm-hmm. uh, it's wrong to say that Sirvan uh, was a composer. No, he was in, a producer. In, in, in my imagine, he, he is a comp- uh-huh. producer and producer. he is so successful in that way. Because mm-hmm. uh, he is very so good producer. He know he know everything. He's a genius. Yes, oh, he's of course, genius. he's a genius. Yes, he's Him a genius. and his brother, both of them, like they're, they're I, I like, think, Siron. Of course, more. Yes, more yeah. in, in in the um, executive stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Executive. Yes. His brother gets so much to say, but Siron knows how to I, I know, execute. I, I think he's so in mu- in Iran music. I think Siron started Nimae Waraste after follow becomes stuff he do he did with Benjamin and Junior uh-huh. Digimes to another stuff. Oh, okay, fine. He, yeah, the, he he did it. Yes, at the time in that time, producer. yes. Uh-huh. And some I I can. Uh, No, Hamid Barodaran, Masoud Jahani, they are they are producer. They find the artist mm-hmm. that they think the artist can do can do it, and they give him the way, the music, all this stuff, and tell him do it that way. You want to do it? This could be very stupid, but it. These things are blowing my mind right now. I like wow. I'm learning new things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. because Pro- producer is yeah. so is so important. Mm-hmm. Every label got so many uh, producers and famous producers. You, you you can search in Wikipedia. You see Katy Perry music. Two three producers come and make one song because it's so important for label that song can become a hit. Hit is so important. I, I think producer stuff it's so and in Iran we get no uh, name on it. You never heard of producer exactly. In Iran. Yeah. And in the band stuff in Iran because we are not we are individual guy. We do everything by ourselves. Mm-hmm. When we got band, we got band. We got so so many trouble come. Okay, just 
I get I play in the band come comments and all the time we get fight about the things that they are not important they are bullshit but okay so as somebody who's starting uh, to like you know somebody who gathers like a band fine uh, what they need to do next the next step is to find a producer is that what you're saying in in, in all around the world yes but no you're in, in Iran uh-huh. you are radiohead you want to go to a studio you choose your producer mm-hmm. he gives he gives you he gonna gives you something that you never gonna understand he saw everything from above okay yeah he, he look at you and he gonna tell you that you can do that you can I'm not a gun kind of stuff. He said, you can do that. I, I'm, I'm telling you that you can do it. And you, 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 you kind of have to in this market. Like Metallica here. got one uh, video, one, one year and a half in the life of Metallica. It's two video. One in studio, two in live. Mm-hmm. In the studio, it shows that Kirk Hammett playing the Unforgiven solo. Yeah. And uh, Lars, the drummer, every time tell the producer, he's not that kind of guy that playing that kind of solo. And he said, that's me. After one hour, he played that solo that got, become one of the, the most popular solo of the Kirk Hammett in all of history of the, playing his Kirk Hammett. Barbara know that, knew that in that time that he going to play that solo because he knew the way that he going to sing that solo. I see. Okay. So they have the vision. They got the, wow, this is yes. this is amazing. So as somebody who wants to start, but in Iran, is this is not the norm. No, there is like, there is no producer. You can't. Uh, there's nobody called producer in, in pop genre. We got okay. Mm-hmm. Now we got ten, five, six producer. But in other genre, we got no producer. And their their existence when we they're in the project, they're gonna do something so great because he's. Uh, when producer said that you must do it, you must do it. Mm-hmm. If you're singer, you must do it. If you're guitar player, you must do it. Uh, if you're drummer, you he said that you must do it because you all of the band choose him. I see. If you choose one, he said you must play that part in in that in that part of music that kind of riff. You as a singer, you said no. The producer said yes. Okay. I see. Okay, shut up, shut up. And of course, that's the beginning. Yeah. Meaning, like as it goes on, and you become some uh, a band like Coldplay, mm-hmm. um, so much stuff coming. Do you do you still have a producer, or do you like produce yes. your own stuff? In every every album. But like, Coldplay course. seems to me like they, they do what they like to do. Yeah. So like you you, know, you know, as yeah. a band start to uh, imagine something, mm-hmm. and you choose your pro- your producer based on be- your imagination yes yes oh. and you start talking to him about it, your imagination and he said he's he gonna tell you that you must do this 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 and the imagination come imag- imagination come, become true producer he his work is that okay, so producer is uh, the integral part of a, like a like a band like yeah. uh, for a band to become successful to, to become famous yeah. you need to have a great producer yeah. behind you you choose the right producer not and then the label and the label uh, but the, the label producer would, would yeah, of course yeah. <laughs> yeah. so label is about the money everything is about the label and we got no label uh-huh. in Iran too of course not kind of that label they were the the we, we, we call that guy label, we got producer in Iran. Okay, mm-hmm. we got Taekwondo and they, right? they are not Taekwondo, they are pro, they are labels. I see. This is why maybe I made a mistake. Yes, yes. it's because in Iran everything is yeah, it's the other way. <laughs> yeah. uh, 
the label is all about smart. I understand. Yeah. So is it um, is this why we have a lot of artists who come up with like one hit wonders maybe like they just uh, sing one song and that one song becomes very popular and then we don't really see them anymore. It's it's so hard. Uh, mm-hmm. When you make one hit song, mm-hmm. you put yourself so high. Yeah. Okay. Yes. You imagine yourself you climbing, and you. You climb so high and you said it's the end. Mm-hmm. And everyone wants you that you climb higher, okay? Exactly, yeah. And you said, I can't. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I can't. And everyone said, You must climb if you want to become much more successful successful in your life. And said, I can't I can climb. Or it's too hard for them. Okay. Yeah, it's become so hard. Because have you heard the singer of Pian Jam? In some the documentary of Pierre Jam said that Pierre Jam, Pierre Jam, yeah, he, he, they are my favorite bands. They are kind of alternative bands. Okay, I'm gonna write this down. Yes, like, yes. Yeah. Pierre Jam. <laughs> yeah. He said that in a, in every album, a lot of people love you and a lot of people hate you. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say that it's the most interesting album that I heard, and a lot of people say that it's. Kind of awesome. shit. Yeah. yeah. As a as a composer, as a producer, as a musician, I want make something that makes me happy, not makes you happy. But when you make one hit song, and you never imagine that it become hit song, and become you're in the mainstream, okay, and everyone do it, do it, do it, and so I I hate that song. You know that I, I, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. It's me in the two years ago. Uh-huh. I'm different guy. You listen to the Coldplay or radio stuff, Radiohead music yeah. albums in ten years, they change. Every album course, they yes. change because they they want to enjoy their existence in the time. Mm-hmm. In they want to hear themselves in that time, in yes. in that year, in that moment, in that uh, in the time that they they play the music in the studio or mm-hmm. stuff or producing it. Uh, there's some uh, albums and there's some songs uh, in which, which when I listen to them, at the beginning I hate them. Mm-hmm. The entire album, maybe like like the first time when I listened to Ghost Stories, mm-hmm. uh, it, because Coldplay had kind of like started to change a yes, little bit. So uh, I started to listen to it and I was like, this is not Coldplay, and I started to hate it at first. Mm-hmm. But then I remember because um, I do um, uh, like architecture and I have to uh, kind of like, you know, um, story stay up uh, all night to do my work and everything. And I had the songs like play in the background and I started to love it after, after, after like, you know, like a week or something. Uh, the same goes with a band which we have in Iran, which is called Chartar. And mm-hmm. like, I really love their music. Yes. Uh, but every time they come with a new album, I'm like, oh, I hate this. Mm-hmm. But then, it, like after after a week, I'm like, okay, fine. The, the, the music starts to like, you know, like I I kind of like this song now. Like you understand? Uh, how is like how does this work? I don't, I never understood this. Like well, how does ghost it... stories? It shot me in the first place. Okay, ghost stories. Yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I played the song and um, oh my god, this is the best. <laughs> yes. Okay, is it radio? Is it Coldplay? Really, I love it. Rushing. Okay. Because I, I heard uh, combining electronic music, Coldplay stuff, so smoothy. It, it, it's their highlight, I think. I see. Uh, okay. part 
But for the charter stuff or other kind of stuff, I think uh, when you when you imagine a band in some place, mm-hmm. I think you like the clock stuff. Okay, you imagine Coldplay as a clock, no other stuff. Okay? okay, if you play everything, anything else, else you said no, no, clock is so clock is the best. Yes, yeah, but. When you start repeat, repeating the music, the album, the everything stuff, you're gonna listen. listen uh, you're gonna understand the details, mm-hmm. the stories behind the music, the line, the production, and the ambience. I think, and it, it's gonna mix them. I think that kind of album that, if you listen to it and you're gonna love it, mm-hmm. it's the album that. It's gonna work to until the end. So if somebody came up to you and said, "Hey, what's the best song from Coldplay?" Which one would you recommend? High Speed. High Speed from Parachutes. Yeah, mm. I'm, I'm a big fan. Every time I play it, the guitar line makes me away. Really? Okay. Yes. Fine. It's it's a line that I never understand. That how the guitar player gonna play that? Mm. There there are so many lines that in Radiohead. Uh, but that's line so kind of weird for me, I and see. that ambience in, in that music because it get two chord I think, but two, that two chord and melody of the song make me in space. I see. Yeah. Well, I hope they continue producing music. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, all I can say. Uh, fine. Yeah. Uh, what do you consider uh, consider your highlight, or the highlight of your career so far? The highlight in the mainstream stuff. See one. When I'm playing with Sirvan, it was a highlight. I think I played the, the album with him, the most of the album, the Job Day Royaka. It was the highlight of my work in the mainstream stuff, I think. I, I do everything that I did, everything I like, yeah. and everyone heard that, and everyone enjoyed that. I see. And I'm so pleased with that right now. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here. In the underground stuff or independent stuff, uh, I like everything I I did right now. Uh-huh. I'm I'm so pleased with the I play with Peter Solomani Pu. I play with Ariaz in Nejad. I play with Comments Band. I play with the uh, Oham. I play with uh, Rumi. I play with Mila Derakhshanin and some other guys. And every project that had his own soul and I think every project that I did yeah for me is so highlight I see in that round but in the mainstream I think but it was okay, uh, is Tehran um, his own producer or yeah he is yeah, okay. yeah he, he is so dictator <laughs> kind of stuff he did everything but like he can become a producer for himself as well. Like he has the ability, he has the vision to become. Yes, he he's everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he's fascinating. He's and, a, uh, John Mayer said something uh, so nice. So he said, as a guitar player, I'm a whore, but as a singer and songwriter, I'm mine. Oh, Nobody yeah. else. <laughs> and Siron is that kind of guy. As a producer, songwriter, everything, I'm mine. Nobody else. Okay. Yes. If you wanna pay me, I understand. and so high, yeah, and you, nobody gonna pay that. I understand. Maybe some, I don't know, but 
this is all fa- fascinating for me because again, I'm a newbie in music, mm-hmm. and uh, you're my you're the first uh, musician that I've yeah, ever had on the podcast. Yeah. So the, all my like, the, I'm pretty sure that okay. these yeah. questions will we continue until the <laughs> yeah, sure, definitely. I would love to. Like, yeah, uh, sound right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. So, what advice do you have for young enthusiasts who are beginning to come up with their own songs, maybe? Who are uh, right now like producing? Uh, I've seen a lot of people who are pr- producing music yeah. on their computers, yeah. and it's, it's it sounds professional. Like you know, what advice do you have for them? The problem of the music era that we get no innovation and we get no vision. Uh, it's kind of every one of us want want get show off. Okay, mm-hmm. look at me, I play so fast. Look at me, I play so high. Look at me, every everybody. Everybody in the music one that somebody look at, it's it's the problem I think. Mm-hmm. When you play the music for your own, and yeah. you should start to understand that the music first at the first must be, be become part of you and become part of the others. Okay, mm-hmm. it's the important thing that people must know about the music. Enjoy the music first for yourself, not others. Yes, we start. Composing music, producing music, I said, what people are going to say about it? Okay. What do you say about it? They said it's bullshit, okay? Put so it away, okay? I'm going to change my whole style yeah, because, whole style. yeah. Uh, we get a uh, kind of experience in the comment stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get one vocal that he seemed kind of not clear, okay? Uh, you heard comment? I've never. Okay, no. I think. Uh, If you if you go home and search it and listen to first album, sure, okay, okay. kind of We never t- uh, in the Miran Volata, we never think about that. If going people judge us for the our music that it kind of called play radio stuff or it, for the kind of the way that our singer sing the song, mm-hmm. the music was important at that time, and the music did it work. Did the job that you it won't work, okay? There are all charter stuff mm-hmm. in the first. They are all the people in the charter is my not kind of close, but they are my friends, okay? I, I do the, some project with all of them. And the, and the first step, they never think about thought about that our project gonna be blown away. They they're going they think that I love this, okay? Mm-hmm. I love this melody. I love this. lyric or poem I like this music kind of music and let's put them together okay mm-hmm. and become charter and become popular okay at the first step if you to go and talk to them they get they, they no imagination as that kind of mainstream stuff and popular stuff because they do it they did it in that time for their own yeah maybe that was the uh, like the reason that it became so popular yeah it's because they came up with their own music and didn't really care yeah, uh, about like yeah It may, some, sometimes it's it's you can't earn so much money. Sometimes you can't, but mm-hmm. it's all about that. Are you happy with yourself or not? Okay, yes. as an artist, because if you're gonna name yourself artist, you must at the first point of this uh, everything you must be happy with yourself. You're right. You're right. If you're happy, I think, artist, I think uh, this is not only for music. I think in everything, everything yes, is in yeah. everything. But I think in art, it becomes so high that because. You you call your name artist. You call no, your name the the person that me you you gonna uh, make something 
that makes yourself happy and other in the t- important thing in the uh, painting in the poem stuff or in the writing stuff in the middle you make something from yourself and it's, I think it's it's important that kind of stuff you make something from your heart yeah if it if leak straight to your heart it's worse for your own and maybe for others or maybe not in two years in ten years maybe or for others I don't know but you must be happy with yourself at the first step if you not if you are not happy it's never gonna work maybe born for the short time and faded away uh, one of the one of the artists that um, I think like he he's capable of um, coming up with the best ever song and then he's very much capable of coming up with the worst uh, is Mohsen Namju. Mm. For me, uh, Mohsen Namju is the kind of person that he doesn't really, he, he loves what he does. Yeah. He enjoys what he does. Yes. He, did, uh, he did it freely. So freely. Exactly. Like he does, he says, okay, fine, I'm doing this for myself. Mm. I don't really care if you are going to judge me or not. And then he comes up with, with songs that you're, you're like, oh my God, this is the most amazing song ever. And then you go to the next song and you're like, but, what, but, what, what but is this? As an artist, song, yeah. it's so hard. Yeah. You're not famous, you want to walk outside. You become famous. You walk, people. Hey, what he's you. wearing? Oh, <laughs> look at his watch. Oh, and you, you, you don't know what you're gonna do. Do myself stuff. Okay, people are gonna hate me. Don't do my stuff. People are gonna hate me. Yeah. And it, it's so hard. It, it, that's when you become. I I don't know. I I. Uh, in, in in that position, um, in the comments band, I exp- I experienced some kind of stuff, and it's really so hard. Uh-huh. People stuff your stuff. Every everywhere you go, you uh, play up lose lose stuff. It's so hard. Yeah. People want want from you something that you're not that you are not in that time. Mm-hmm. Right? People. One non Jew, something that he was 10 years ago. Exactly. Now he's changed. changed. Okay. And he he gets so pressure from others. Mm -hmm. And he's so confused. Every artist becomes confused. In in the work of every artist, if you uh, look at them, they start from someplace so middle high, down high, and never become middle high. high. But Coldplay do. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And like you know, uh, bands like Linkin Park, for example. Yeah. Like at at the beginning, we see we see them as this rock band, which is like a they're doing their own music and everybody loves them. And then all of a sudden, as of I have no idea when they started to change, but they started to change. And I really liked their new stuff. Uh, but uh, a lot of people didn't really go with the, with the flow. They're like you know. This is not Linkin Park to me. Yeah, like you understand, yeah. yeah. So I completely understand, and it's it is a very hard thing. You to... can compare Linkin Park to Olympus Kid stuff. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. start together. Yeah, Main, Linkin Park was so was a little bit mainstream to compared to Linkin Park. Yeah, to Olympus uh, Kid, but Link, Linkin Park changed everything. Olympus Kid, the end. And this is where Linkin Park maybe became yeah. one of the most, most popular, yeah, popular, yes, popular than the Limbiskit stuff. Because yeah. they were they were so harder, but they got so many stuff that they they can't put themselves in the mainstream. But they didn't. I see. I remember when I uh, first uh, told my mom that I 
because like my mom and I are really really close and um, I went to my mom and I said mom I found this amazing uh, group a band which I don't know if you're going to approve of and she's like what kind of a band is it? Because like we kind of told each other everything. So I said, it's uh, called System of a Down. Mm-hmm. She said, okay, fine. So let me hear something. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, uh, put on this song called Chop Sweet. That Whoa. was the, yeah. <laughs> Go. <laughs> and my mom's like, uh, the only thing she told me, she said, uh, I'm really glad that you like different stuff. And she's like, I, I, uh, when, when I sat down in the chair, uh, I thought maybe you're going to show me something which is like, uh, as you said, mainstream. Mm-hmm. And people like are really close to the, like, uh, they're really, um, familiar maybe mm-hmm. with that, with that type of music. But now you, you've shown me something completely different. And I'm glad that you've shown me that. But she wasn't really like, you could, you could see it in her face that she wasn't really into the music. Into of course. Music, yeah. Yes. But um, yeah, at the time I felt like maybe System of a Down was the kind of like as you said maybe teenage like when you're in your teenage yeah. years maybe yeah. like your hormones are like changing and, and stuff. You only enjoy your music. You want to release so the loud. energy yeah. exactly. So um, I was really really into it. I was I started changing my hairstyle. I'm bald now, but at the time I had hair. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I started changing my hairstyle and everything. So it was it was crazy. But um, and, and not even now, I kind of I listen to but, them every now and then. One thing that's important: if you listen to Radiohead from the start, yeah. they are kind of grungy alternative bands. In the, in the bands, the album, the bands, mm-hmm. they start to change mm-hmm. in the time. Okay, yeah. they they start to understand that what in that time people want and what the time they want. I okay, and they got the power to change. The, the uh, atmosphere of music in, in around them. Okay, sure. Coldplay did that stuff too. They change everything from the first album to the uh, right, now. Uh, right, right now. Okay, yeah. but System of Down never did it. Okay, they they, they, they made it. some masterpiece and they copied, 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 copied mm-hmm. and everything. Linkin Park kind of not so strong in changing. Skid mm-hmm. no changing. You you must adapt yourself in the time, exactly. okay? Because it changed. Uh, one channel showed the uh, one interview with the kids and uh, talked with them that have you ever seen, have you ever heard the small like the spirit of Nirvana? And what exactly Nirvana? Mm-hmm. Nirvana? What's Nirvana? And uh, the interviewer interviewer played the song and said ah. Good song, some it's bullshit. Some say it's a very good song, but I grew up with the Nirvana. Okay, yeah, after yeah. that, I left Metallica, yeah. I became a Nirvana, and we, we listen to Nirvana a lot because yeah. they are so uh, influencing the alternative and grunge stuff in the 90s. But uh, so you mentioned Nirvana, I'm just gonna ask you this question Were you like uh, devastated by the fact that uh, Kurt Cobain died, or like you know, maybe at the time no, he had died no, and no. then he, he came up? Because, like, when I when I uh, get to like, I, I started listening to Nirvana, I was like, okay, fine, this is amazing, and then I'm like, when's the next album coming out? Because, like, I had no idea, mm. and then I'm like, oh crap, he's died, like, yes, you know, yes. that's that means no more of me, yeah, so hard life, you know. They got song in the album underneath the bridge. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Okay. Uh, there's the documentary called Sun City, the studio that uh, Neve uh, mixer and stuff, and they record Never Mind there. Nirvana yeah. producer 
talk about that, how he recorded the Underneath the Bridge. Underneath the Bridge is a, his uh, experience that he leave after his parents put him away from his house. Yes. He live under the bridge mm-hmm. on, near their house. Experience, uh, the producer said that. I uh, came to a control room and saw that Kurt Cobain underneath the table with the guitar that gets get one uh, gas. No, this is not tuned guitar. Mm-hmm. And he's underneath. And I put some microphone and recorded a song. Oh, I see. Yeah. This is how you how record yes, the song. Yes, they record the song. <laughs> and because it, it, that song become the hit, one of the uh, popular songs of that album, because it's so him. Mm-hmm. It, it's sorry underneath the bridge. You're right. Yeah. He got a so hard life. He was addicted. Of course, yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's a cracker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe because of that, he, he yes. came up with so many great songs. It's great yeah. song. I don't... Uh, at the first stop, I saw uh, some uh, stand-up comedian that the two band uh, are still fan of him. He died, I think, 10 years ago. He talked about that. Uh, if you are a fan of 70 music mm-hmm. and you are not a fan of drug, put out all that you're seeing <laughs> in the fire. <laughs> because yes. all that music mm-hmm. <laughs> made yeah. with drug. But I'm, I'm, I'm kind of... I'm, not, I'm the kind of guy that uh, I'm not kind of sure that the drug or anything. You yourself, when you become yourself, you can make the music or everything that can influence. Yeah, you don't need drugs to no, drugs. become yeah, yourself. Uh, no, dr- yeah. the, the music can... Uh, my favorite guitar player and my favorite guy that he, he gets everything on me is Jeff Beck. You can listen... His work on Roger Waters, Amusing to Death, mm-hmm. record, oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think he gets so hard on the music mm-hmm. and he did it. And it changed everything. Now, when you listen to Jeff, he's different guy from 90s, he's different guy from 80s, he's different sure. guy from 70s and 60s. Sure. He gets so. So, okay, so coming out of that, uh, I think um, one of the reasons the system of a down has stopped working, basically. Like, I Not think changing they, with the they, They've been in hiatus, I think, for a long time. Like, yeah. I have no idea how many years it's been, but it's been a long time. It's because they, they, they don't evolve. And yes. as a fan, I would like to see them how, like, if, if, they, if they're going to ever evolve, how are they going to do it? I really want to see how they're going to do it with the, um, like, with the new generation of, like, you it's, know, it's, listeners. It's so hard. Out. You must be so, so intelligent. Yeah. You must be so intelligent guy. Mm-hmm. Look at Hillfield, he's still playing stage. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how, how age he is, but he's playing and you say, ah, oh, Hillfield coming on stage. Yeah. He got so power after 13 years, I think. Okay. 14, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Fine. Uh, thank you so much. I know this is. Um, a sort of a challenge to talk yeah, to yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, thank you so much you see you did an amazing job yeah. a technical <laughs> job yeah. um, one question that I mm. wanted to ask you before we get uh, to the uh, cut it yeah, for, yeah to finish it uh, how did you begin to learn English? English? Yeah. Uh, how old are you? I'm, uh, tell me tell, tell, tell me guess it mm, I'm 30 how old are you? You just said 35. I'm, 30, <laughs> I'm 35, kind of. You're 35 with uh, your phone, yeah. You are 
27, 28. That's, okay, fine. I'm 20. Uh, I'll be 27 in yes. the next few months, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, that's, that's very, that's, yes. an, that's an amazing guess. Amazing. Okay. Uh, in, our, in, in my generation, in, in, my, in that time that yeah. I'm, I start growing, uh, in the summertime, it was so popular that to put your child in the English class. Oh, I see. <laughs> but we got uh, Melly Institute, that's mm-hmm. and another kind that I, I can't remember the name of. That's it. And this I is said, yes, okay. every summer you, you must go to the English <laughs> class, okay. <laughs> but Three but days in the week. See where you are. You're talking in English, but, so that's amazing. But, uh, uh, I, I, when, when you go to college, you must read some stuff in English, you sure. must learn it, okay. You, you go to a master stuff, you must read. Sure. But I got a friend that they are uh, in Iranian time. Uh, as I have thought the bad. So the 1970s. Uh, after I was born, I was uh, born in 1970. They can speak, they can read. I don't know what. You never gonna watch YouTube. Exactly. I, I don't know what's in, happening in, this, in Iran. Like right now, um, like in the years that we live in, we live in, in this era basically, you need to have every, English, English like, yes. you know, at your disposal. Yeah. You need to use it every now and then mm-hmm. because otherwise you can't. You can't really do anything. Anything. Like, yeah. You, your phone, play Google search. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Watch video. I don't. I. I can't understand that. Yeah. I get so many friends in that age that they, they can speak, they can read, and I'm so amused. What What you doing with your life? I see. The learning stuff. What you. You're searching stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you searching? Are you talking? Yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm so lame, but I can. Speak you can of kind of. You can talk amazingly. And no. you've been talking amazingly. No, you so might sure. not know it, but you'll definitely listen to yourself on the podcast <laughs> and you'll understand. Uh, and um, I think you, you should thank your mom and dad for putting you <laughs> in. <laughs> forcing you into going to English <laughs> institutes. So, do you want to challenge somebody else on the podcast? Uh, I think in the middle of the yeah. our conversation, we mentioned Ashkan Khatibi. Yeah. I think I think yet so hard <laughs> to <laughs> get an interview with him. Uh, I would love to do that because yes. he seems like a very interesting guy, yes. yeah. and uh, he seems like somebody who can who has some vision. Basically, and, he, uh, he's the that. person that got vision, and I think he's the uh, suit guy for your interview, your for your conversation. Your kind of podcast stuff yes. that you're doing, and I think he's sure. Thank you, thank you. If, if, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank it's you from you. It's a pleasure to sit down and talk to you, and I have enjoyed this. Me too. I didn't even understand that the time just just time by just flew away. <laughs> so thank you so much, and um, I hope to see you again soon. Soon, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I would love to do another podcast. Yes. Just tell yes. me, I'll so be here. Be I'll talk to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. See you again soon. Thank you for tuning in.